The following podcast is sponsor content. Courage. The strength to carry on. The willingness to make yourself vulnerable in the face of potential loss, embarrassment, or hardship. The openness to challenge and the love of meeting challenge head on. Courage is one of the building blocks of growth and is at the core of success. And this podcast is an exploration of what courage looks like and feels like, what it means in our lives every day. Welcome to Points of Courage. My name's Jessica Jackley, and in 2005, I co-founded a nonprofit, Kiva, the world's first online person-to-person lending platform. On Kiva, people around the world can lend $25 or more to an entrepreneur in need. We started out trying to raise just over $3,000 for a handful of entrepreneurs in Uganda. And truth be told, we had no idea what we were doing. I was working in a country whose language I didn't speak and with rules and institutions that I didn't fully understand but I was fueled by a drive to help the entrepreneurs I had gotten to know there. Their courage inspired me, so much so that I found my own courage to start an organization to help them. Ten years later, Kiva operates in 84 countries and has facilitated nearly a billion dollars in loans on the site. Kiva's growth and impact continue to amaze me, and still every day I'm inspired. In this podcast, I'm excited to share with you stories of entrepreneurial spirit and acts of courage, big and small, that can inspire us all. Points of Courage is brought to you by Hiscox Insurance, specializing in customized insurance for small businesses of all sizes. You can learn more about Hiscox at hiscox.com. That's H-I-S-C-O-X.com. Hiscox. Encourage. Courage. In this episode, we're going to talk to someone who uses courage in a way that most of us can relate to, or maybe in a way most of us wish we could relate to. Our guest is an anti-bullying evangelist, and she has built a business around standing up to bullies. Except it's not schoolyard bullies she's standing up to. It's full-grown, full-time job-holding, respectable suit-wearing adult bullies. That's right. Every day through her firm, Civility Partners, she works to help firms create a more positive workplace to put a stop to bullying. Please welcome Workplace Consultant, author of the book Back Off, Your Kick-Ass Guide to Ending Bullying at Work and founder of Civility Partners, Catherine Matice. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to dig into your story. So how did you come to care so much about this issue of bullying? Well, I experienced workplace bullying myself. Hmm. So I got out of undergrad and I got this job as an executive assistant for a nonprofit organization. Over time, I worked my way into becoming the director of human resources and Definitely worked with a bully, and I also experienced bullying Mm. as an organizational person because people were coming into my office crying about the way they felt and sharing their stories with me, and so I was kind of the brunt of the bullying for everyone else. I constantly went to my boss, the president, and asked him for help, and the president would always just say, well, that's just how he is. I don't know why you guys let it bother you. By the way, can I just say as an aside, I'm hearing this and we're just beginning our conversation, but you seem like the nicest, sweetest person. It breaks my heart to think of you going through that. I mean, I'm shocked. You know, I was a, a hard worker. I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into that organization. And it was hard to feel like this person was really tearing that apart. Anyway, so during that time, I decided to go back and get my master's degree, and I had a class called The Dark Side of Communication, and I decided to write a paper on this person that I worked with. He's a dark force in my life. Again. Yeah, and that was when I came across the phrase workplace bullying. So when you found this language for it, 
what prompted you from having this personal story of change and this academic research to moving on to actually bringing that into other organizations and talking to other people about it? After I left the organization where the bully was, I actually got a job at a startup. And just a few months into working there, I got laid off because of the recession. I came home and I said, forget this. I bought a website domain and just sat down and started pouring my heart out into this website. And then it's wow. just kind of like, I'm going to do this. You're this gonna is do what it. I want to do. This is your yeah. thing. This is what you care about. It's very <laughs> clarifying. Sometimes those challenging moments, if you can get through them, bring some strength to them, turn into great aha moments, exactly. right? Great yeah. pivotal moments. Yeah. I had a, a mentor. She has a master's degree in positive psychology. And I sat down with her and I'm like, I have this website, no workplace bullies. And she says, well, you can't sell a whole you can't sell a no something. <laughs> oh, what happens? Good point. When, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like an exterminator or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. So what happens when you leave an organization? What will they have when you're done? And so we worked together, and she actually came up with the name Civility Partners, wow. which I get a ton of compliments on. I love that. It's really that name. strong. Yeah, yeah. So I went out and got you know a job as a teacher, and so was using that to help fund the business as I moved forward. And at the time, I was single. I lived in this little tiny apartment in Ocean Beach in San Diego, and my rent was $600 a month. So I just hammered it out and made it go. Made it Yeah, and I lived very humbly, and Mm -hmm. it was great. How did you make that initial relationship happen that turned into your first gig, right, your first job? Somebody had found my website online, and he could see bullying happening in his organization. It was just one person who was kind of wreaking havoc. So they found you. Yeah, they found me online. Yeah, so I did a little $2,000 audit for them or a little questionnaire and, you know, it felt all important flying to the Bay Area and doing my thing. It was. It was the beginning. (laughs) The beginnings are important. Yeah. There we go. When did you think of yourself first as an entrepreneur or do you think of yourself as an entrepreneur even today? I like to use that word solopreneur because it's solopreneur. Yeah. So far it's just me. I like it. (laughs) Do you find, I mean, I meet people who say, oh, I really want to be an entrepreneur because I want to be my own boss. And while when you're a solopreneur, as you're saying, that could be mostly true, I do find there are always people that you're sure. you're tied to. So escaping a boss and escaping any kind of contact with the world is maybe Doesn't not a happen. truth of entrepreneurship. So be careful if that's what you're thinking about and listening to this. Right. So there are always going to be people <laughs> that you're serving. This is true. And, you know, you could say, oh, I want to make my own schedule and not work on Fridays. But if a client Needs something from yeah. you. You have to give it to them. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you're right. It's or you don't have a client right. anymore. Right. right. <laughs> was there a moment early on where you sort of hit a wall or you had some sort of big challenge where you thought, oh, no, wait a minute. Maybe I've made a big mistake. Sure. That happens all the time. <laughs> Daily? <laughs> yeah. I, I go through it pretty regularly. I get requests for proposals that I feel or I wonder, is that out of my league? Am I not the right person to do that? Sometimes I get requests for things that I just don't want to do, you know, but now I'm at a point where I can say no to people that I don't want to work with. Well, or um, if you know that you're being asked to do something that will just be for show, yeah. that'll just, that won't actually solve the problem. Yeah, I don't do those yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. What do you tell yourself? Do you have some words that help you? How do you draw on that courage? When I first started doing this and I tell people I want to be a workplace bullying consultant, pretty much 100% of people I met would say, that's not a thing. What are you doing? You could be a communication 
consultant or a leadership consultant. I'm like, no, there's a million of those. That's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I believe in what I'm trying to solve here. I know that there are a lot of people out there who hurt because of the way they're being treated at work and whatever problems I run into or challenges I face, I know I can overcome this and I have to overcome it because I need to help those people. Yeah, it's very clear and very inspiring to hear that. Thank you. Tell me some of the ways that Civility Partners has gone in to work with the individual all the way up through broad cultural programs. Yeah, sometimes it's just the coaching. And so the way that works is you meet with the person who's the bully. The bully, I say, do you with tell, I was going to say, do you say, hey, you're here because you're a bully? You're I mean, a bully. Do you, no, are no, you that no. direct? No, no. I say things like the perception of you is that you're fairly aggressive or that you're abrasive. Do you recognize that? And often they'll say things like, yeah, I know. I know such and such doesn't like me or you know, this happened. Like, they kind of see it, but they don't realize how negative it is or right. how poorly they're perceived. So we have a conversation about that, and then I get their permission to do a 360-degree review with the people that okay. they work with so that I can collect that evidence. And then, you know, I can sit down with them and say, here's what people are saying. I don't work here. I don't know you. This is what's being said about you. Are you interested in changing these perceptions? And at that point, do you ever get, no, do you ever get, I just feel picked on. I feel bullied. I'm the victim. I'm gone. Sometimes people who receive this message do feel bullied and Mm -hmm. they experience sadness and anxiety and some of the same things that targets a bully. Yeah. And so it's a paradigm shift that they Mm -hmm. have to make in their head. But then from there, we can do exercises and communication skills coaching. And I give them tools to try to rework things. For example, I remember one lady, she would write these really nasty, really long emails. So I created a little worksheet for her. It's like kind of like insert your emails in this (laughs) worksheet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Before you send them. And then, you know, if you feel the need to say all this other stuff, just document it. That was her thing. I have right. to document it. I have right. to document it. So it's like, okay, but you could do that, but it doesn't have to be in the email. So it's just, right. you know. Or there can be your version of documentation, like pour your heart out. Yeah. And then what you need to get done in this actual task. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's reading a five-page long email. That's for sure. But it does sound like a huge role is played by individuals yeah. who find the courage to bring this up in a strategic way to the people that can make it change. Oh, man. Yeah. So when people call me looking for my services, they're afraid of mm-hmm. what will happen to them if the CEO doesn't want to solve it. They're okay. afraid of what the bully will do if the bully finds out that they're trying to find other ways. And a lot mm-hmm. of times these are HR people who call me. That's my clients. And they're HR for a thousand employees or they're the SVP of HR yeah. for a national company or even an international company. And they're afraid to talk to their CEO about this. So it's very crippling to have this happening. Um, And so, yes, it does take a lot of courage for them to try to bring this to their leaders and say, we have to solve this. Right, right. You know, I guess, how does a workplace know if this is a problem? Gosh, I I guess I would say if you feel bullied, you know it. Or if you see bullying, you know it. Um, Like if you're asking the question, there's probably something there. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, if you're asking yourself, is there bullying? Then there probably is. I mean, it's such a long list of behaviors. One thing about bullying, though, is that often it's very manipulative and insidious and kind of under the radar. Mm -hmm. So although the people who experience that know it's happening, it is hard for leaders to really 
understand that that's what's happening. Well, where you worked before, your very first experience, the person that you were trying to call out and get help for was seen as a high performer, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of consciously or not overriding any of the possible glimmers of truth that might have been seen by the person in the leadership role. Right. And and speaking of leaders, now I understand that if you want to convince a leader to address the bullying, the answer is, yeah, but if they're costing us this, this, and this in turnover and right. poor productivity and less customers, then they're not actually that great of a performer right. if you discount all of the stuff that they're causing. Mm-hmm. Really major researchers have said that in an organization of a thousand people, a bully is probably costing you about a million dollars, not including litigation. Wow. That's stunning. OSHA, actually, which, uh, sorry, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, which is a government agency, and I bring it up because it's kind of fascinating. OSHA knows about workplace bullying, is well aware of it, talks about it on their website, and they actually did a study on workplace bullying, and they found that 11% of the targets are customers. What? So you have people in your organization who may be bullying your customers. Wow. Yeah. I mean— That is shocking. So you're saying even if you feel like, well, everyone's fine, we can power through, there's this person that's not being the nicest, but it's okay. But that that person might actually, when coming in contact with customers, be pushing them away, scaring them away. Yeah. So that's another reason if you're trying to figure out ways to convince your leaders to solve this. Okay, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Do you have any advice for somebody out there who has a passion like you have had and who wants to strike it on their own as a solopreneur. Talk to people who have what you want, you Mm. know, whatever kind of business you're trying to create. Those people will talk to you about their business and how they got there. And people love to share their own stories. So if you want to own the, you know, the best plants shop in town, then find the other plant shops and talk to those owners and find out what they're doing and how they got there. And I wish I'd done more of that. And I still try to do that now. And also, there's a personal development guy. His name's Greg Reed. He talks about the fact that the people who say no to you or tell you you shouldn't do it or that's a crazy idea are the people who are essentially jealous of you, that you have the courage to do something like this. They don't have the courage. And so in their mind, it's like, just stay back here with me and work your nine to five. And so people are going to demonstrate that to you. But you just— You need to know where it's coming from. Yeah. And what it's really about. Yeah. Great advice. I'm so enjoying learning more about your work, and I really look forward to reading your book. Can you talk a little bit about that process? That took some courage to to say, I know enough about something to write a book about right, it, and right. people are going to care about yeah. what I have to say. And I had in my head that I wanted to have Ken Blanchard write the foreword. I had written an article for Personal Development Magazine about what to do if you're feeling bullied. And okay. they did this little about the author thing where they asked me some questions. And one of the questions was, if you could have dinner with anybody, who would it be? And I said, Ken Blanchard. So then we're writing the book, and I'm just kind of not really sure how I'm going to get Ken Blanchard to write the foreword, but that's what I had in my head. And I see just this random little thing he was doing in San Diego. So I get my magazine. I go to this event. And I'm going to get Ken Blanchard to write my foreword. Or at least so. have dinner with you because that was your wish. <laughs> that was my goal. So uh, I get there and everyone's kind of hanging out in the foyer networking. And I see Ken Blanchard behind a podium or something. And he's eating a sandwich. And he's just kind of hiding back there trying to eat before he gets on stage. So I march over there with my magazine and I open up the page and I say, look, I want to have dinner with you. See, it says it right here in this magazine. <laughs> if it's in a magazine, it's, it's truth, true. Right? right. So he says, 
says, well, does this count? I'm eating. Have a seat. <laughs> so we had a great conversation, and then people realized that he was there, and then a line started forming. So then I said, all right, well, I'll let you network, but I have one more question. Would you write the foreword to my book? I'm writing a book. And he said, yeah. And he gave me his wow. personal email address. and. Another piece of advice for entrepreneurs, if there's an opportunity, yeah. take it. Take, take it, it. Take it. Get, yeah. Take a deep breath. Go up and ask. Yeah. Can't happen unless you ask. Yeah. So that was a cool story. I love that. <laughs> Do you keep in touch with that original bully or does this person know that they've just inspired this amazing work? I wrote my master's thesis on bullying and I dedicated it to him and he is well aware of that as far as I know. So we used to call him the post-it Nazi and that's how I dedicated <laughs> oh. my thesis to <laughs> And he knows and he read, has he, have you had I don't a know direct if he's conversation read it, but I had told, it? I was still friends with people who work there. So yeah, she had told me, she had told him, just so you know, Catherine did this. Um, so I don't know if he uh, knows how far I've, I've come now. I did actually run into him, though, and it was pretty amazing and surreal. So I was working at a school where I was teaching, and I was sitting in a classroom with a student. We had the door open. He was just kind of asking me some questions after class. And my bully walks by, and I just saw a flash of him walk by the door. And I turned to my student, and I was literally having a panic attack. My heart was beating so oh fast. Goodness. And so I just kind of turned to the student, and I said, that that was my bully. I I can't I, I can't talk to you anymore. I don't, I'm and I just wow. kind of lost it. Wow. Um, and just was trying to keep it together. So then I went straight to my HR person there, and I'm like, "Does this guy work here?" She said, "Yeah, we just hired him recently. He's so he had no left that company." Way. And I'm like, "That's my bully. I can't believe you hired." Him. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah. now do you see this person on work? Well, you used no, to see teach. him. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. I don't teach anymore. So that was wow. the only time I had seen him. But it was just interesting to see what my reaction would be. Yeah. So now I know the yeah. answer to that question. Well, <laughs> although it could be different now because it was a while ago, right? So you never know. But my goodness, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for spending some time today to do this. It's been a pleasure, and it's been really exciting to get to know your story. I'm I'm going to be cheering you on. Thank you. It was a pleasure to chat with you and kind of revisit how I got to where I'm at. Yeah. So thank you very much. That's it for this episode of Points of Courage. I'm Jessica Jackley. Thank you for listening. 